Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to another episode of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. Tonight is just the two of us, me and Ethan. I'm joining you, we're coming in your ears tonight. I, <laughs> I was going to do the uh, just the two of us, but I'm pretty sure we did that literally like two okay. weeks ago. No, so. didn't know we did not. I don't <laughs> ever remember. Sure. I must have been I'm toasted. Sure. Uh, well, I'm um, getting there already tonight. So yeah, it's we're on our way. Fucking hell of a podcast ladies and gentlemen it is we've uh we're doing a little later than normal since we didn't have to be on jared's time frame so we've been drinking playing games uh tonight coming to you college football playoff is set we're going to talk a little bit about that decisions moving forward we are going to talk we were going to talk uh not extensively but a little bit more on baker mayfield but that situation is semi-resolved but we'll still cover that a couple of the free agents in baseball that have signed with big contracts and then we are going to do start bench cut not fantasy just of regular nfl players stars good players that you know get some hot takes on who we like who we don't like um without that being said we haven't done this in a couple weeks ethan what you sipping on um, I, so we have our Christmas advent calendar underway. Um, I bought one from a local company. I think I had mentioned this last week, but, uh, me and Carissa, my fiance are splitting it. And so we don't, we no longer have like a full 25 day advent calendar. So I'm technically on beer like 15, but I've only had, I think this would be my fourth. Um, just cause we divided them up randomly. I'm drinking an Oxbow Brewing Company farmhouse ale. With spices and honey is what it says. It's actually pretty good though. Not gonna lie. With spices and honey. Doesn't yeah, tell whatever you what that means. Honey, but whatever. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Um, I am drinking uh, vodka sprite. Little little twist on it though. It's actually quite phenomenal. It's like a key lime pie type. Nice. So it's whipped vodka sprite and then lime juice. Nice phenomenal just pretty good That's um good. by the way it says it on the back didn't realize it it is main grown grains because this is the main brewery um european hops marigold florets bee pollen and wildflower honey is what's in this beer someone could fucking swell up from that damn thing like so you know you're looking at yourself you look like a balloon. <laughs> I mean, later we'll see what happens. Let's hope not. Um, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, college football playoff is set. Way, way less drama than what should have taken place. Um, for those that you don't know, I'm sure all of you do who are listening, it is Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State. 
Now we're going to have a little bit, not necessarily debate, but I know we have some differentiating thoughts and viewpoints on this, which is good. Going to make for some good, some good content. But Georgia, Michigan, yes, one, two, locks. Yeah, exactly how it should be. TCU, Ohio State. Now, I'm not saying that TCU does not belong there. I definitely don't think they belong at three. And there is a case to be made for them to not be in the college football playoff at all. Jarrett is not on tonight, but him and Ethan are in the same headspace here. I will say um, that I'm... I'm probably more in agreement with you that they shouldn't be at three, but I go back and forth with it because I'm like, well, if you're going to include them in the playoff and the argument that you're going to make is for, for those like on the committee is that, well, you can't let them making a championship game fault them. Then it's like, can you drop them a spot without dropping them out of the playoff completely? That's why I'm like, you, you can, I think you can because they lost to a number 10, um, Kansas State team and Ohio State lost to the number two team in the country who's undefeated Michigan. So you can make that argument and flip them and put them at four. Um, as Travis said, we do have some differing opinions. I think that TCU should still be in the playoff. Um, I think that you can make a case for Alabama, obviously, but you know, we'll talk about this here in just a second. But I I think and what I thought was gonna happen, and I was wrong, is that it was gonna go. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and then TCU. But I'm wondering if the committee did not want to see that semifinal matchup. So to the point that you made a little bit into your speech, um, punishing them by playing a conference championship game. So there's a couple different arguments I have here on on this, which is great. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up instead of me. So, okay, if you want to go the route of not punishing a team, by playing in the conference championship game and losing, then why did USC get dropped? I, I do hear that argument. I think that the biggest counter argument to that is they have two losses. Okay. And I get what you're saying, but, right? Like, but if they don't play in that. If they don't play in that, they were number they were the number four team in the country before right. then. So th- so the committee, whoever does the rankings up until the final rankings, all those people I imagine they're the same, thought they were the number four team in the country. They lost. They get dropped out. TCU, they thought they're the number three team in the country. They lost. They don't move at all. That yeah. I'm just, I know, I'm not saying that, T, that USC belongs in, but I'm making the argument of everyone saying, oh, why should you get punished for, for playing in the conference championship game whenever everyone is looking over the fact that USC had the same thing happen to them? Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that. And I think that that's what's so hard about – situations like this i feel like and i could be wrong because you know i got short-term memory when it comes to stuff like this that i I don't pay very close attention to after it happens like i'll probably forget all about this in a couple years but i feel like this is the first true year where that fourth spot even that third and fourth spot was so debatable now granted there there have been years yes where it's like okay yeah maybe this person maybe this person but this year it was like a toss-up between three and five or three, four, five, and six, like anybody could have made the playoffs going into the very last week. And so it's like, you look at all of the given scenarios, like, okay, USC lost, but they have two losses, but they played in a championship game and then TCU undefeated. Then they lost USC's two losses too, to the same team. So maybe that team just has their number. 
Now, maybe Utah's that good. So I get that you can't put them in and they lost to the same team twice and that team's not in the playoff. But to use the argument of the conference championship thing is bogus in my yeah. opinion. So you have that part. Um, then then you have the part that I know has been argued a lot, so it's kind of like we're beating a dead horse, but we can talk about it too. If TCU goes up against Ohio State and Alabama, who's going to be the favorite in that game? You are, The mission is to put the best four teams in college football in the college football playoff. Now, I'm fine with Alabama missing it, but I can see the argument against it. I think TCU stomps a mud hole, or Alabama stomps a mud hole in TCU's ass. I really do. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that at all. I think that I like it a lot, and I'm sure you do too in a way of just that I hate seeing the same three, two, three teams make every single year. So that's why I'm like not as like pressed about it. But if you're an Alabama fan, you're pissed because they, and granted, I know there's a lot of arguments out there that show like, oh, Alabama's like strength of victory versus TCU's isn't as good. And like their, their wins aren't as good as TCU wins and their losses aren't as bad as TCU's losses. That is actually true. But again, you put them head to head, Alabama's probably the better team. And especially the way TCU's looked recently, it's probably not close. Um, so while I love that TCU's in the playoff because it's different, I hate the way that their last game of the season went down because they cost Travis, myself, Jarrett, a lot of money. Probably Travis yeah. the most. It was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. But, they, uh, they really fucked yeah. me hard. They got my hopes just, up and then fucked me. I just wish that uh, it wouldn't have been as controversial because if they'd have just won that game, it'd have been uh, like nobody been great. complaining and about it. Yeah, I have. I just have a very bad taste in my mouth with this team right now. I see the Heisman hope going around. People are making a case for Max Duggan. No, fuck him. I saw what he was capable of in that Big 12 championship game. Dude couldn't hit anything. Dude looked like two on Sunday. He was horrible. Also, can we talk about the Heisman for a second? And just that this year's so bogus because Hendon Hooker, the fact that I get he hurt, he got hurt and he missed a couple games. How is he not a finalist over fucking, um, Stetson Bennett. The their their stats Dude. aren't even close in comparison. But because Georgia number one team undefeated, I get it. But it, when it comes to the Heisman, it's not about best team. It's about best player. It's not even a most valuable like player award. It is just the best player. Like it's supposed to be to the guy who outperformed everybody else. So it's weird. I don't think Hendon Hooker was going to win. It I, was, I don't think it matters Caleb regardless. Williams. Yeah. I but. think Caleb Williams is is the clear runaway yeah. in that category. I don't know if you can bet on it right now. You should be able to. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, people people are saying Max like a lot of people are saying Max Duggan deserves it. I'm just like, not really. So. Just the no. just because of the fact that that uh, people didn't have them ranked that high to start the season. I mean, yes, he's good, but you know, he's not the sole reason that they got there. As a matter of fact, he might be the sole reason that they lost on, on Saturday, on yeah. Saturday, because that pick in the end zone was horrendous. The fade ball in the end zone. You got, if you're going to miss that receiver, you got to throw it over his head. You got to throw it to where he's the only one that can get it. To be fair, Quentin Johnson is an incredibly lazy wide receiver. Uh, I cannot wait for him to be overhyped 
and picked early in the NFL draft and then shit the bed because he doesn't try hard on his routes. Um, he might be talented, but he doesn't give a shit. I hope the Bears draft him. <laughs> they probably will. <laughs> they probably will. Um, and then, like, he just makes stupid boneheaded decisions. Granted, down the stretch right there in the fourth quarter, he, he looked incredible. Like, that's the Heisman winner right there. But you got to do that for the whole game. His first halves come out so flat, and you're not going to be able to do that against Michigan. You'll be you'll be down 20 points. Yep. Especially so. with a fully healthy roster. If they if they have a fully healthy uh Oh, I'm sure Blake Corum will be back. Then you can't you can't let them get because one, you let them get ahead like crazy even two scores. Exactly. He's just gonna run they're just gonna run the ball and run that time all second half. So granted in college that's hard to do, but it's they're capable of doing it, especially with the running game that they have. Uh I don't think I don't think it's gonna be very close. Um, I mean, I'm sure it'll be semi-close. That's the thing that that uh, kind of stunned me. The line opened up at like eight, moved to nine. Now it's down to seven and a half to that game. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. But to my point from earlier about being a favorite over the team, putting the four best teams in, they're not a favorite over Ohio State, Alabama. And with the healthy Hendon Hooker, I think they even lose to them. To Tennessee. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Can we also talk about um this is totally random. Shit, they might I lose love, to Utah. <laughs> I love that they put Clemson and Tennessee in the orange bowl. I think that's so funny. That and is funny. They definitely did that on purpose. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> and also the two teams that got their shit kicked in by South Carolina. <laughs> that would be a good game though. It will be. It'll be a really good game. It's the game to see who sucks less against South Carolina. Who who South Carolina <laughs> truly is better than. Who South Carolina owns more. It'd, yes. be fun, it'd be even funnier if it was like the Myrtle Beach Bowl in South Carolina. Yeah. Also, last point about the college football playoff that I want to make. Um, Georgia opened up a six and a half point favorites over Ohio State. Are you hammering that? Yes, absolutely. Because I think they beat them by that. almost 20. I don't um, know how that's it's that i mean i get it you're just the one versus the four but six and a half just seems so low for a team that's been so dominant and ohio state's been hit or miss like last year it was georgia's defense carries them everywhere stetson bennett okay not gonna like win you games this year their run game's immaculate stetson bennett's hitting throws their defense is i would i would argue to say their defense is like regressed a little bit from last year but still phenomenal. I think that they just trounce them. And this is a huge thing. It's in Atlanta. Georgia yeah. playing in Atlanta in that stadium. Yep. They don't it's, lose. It's ridiculous. They don't lose. It's gonna be it's gonna be a bloodbath. I'm afraid both games might get ugly quick. I think so. Yeah, the, the semifinals might be r- not rough to watch. I mean, some of them could be entertaining for a little bit. I mean, it bit, could but- be. I could see both of these games ending in 15 plus point losses, though. Yeah, I can't. It may too. not start that way. But. And that's why I'm saying, yes, does TCU deserve a spot? Cool. Absolutely, they do. But Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Bama would be two matchups that would just like people would literally plan their day around watching those. Yeah. 
a lot of people I don't agree. don't give a shit between the Michigan TCU. Yep. Also, so. Ohio State's five, six, and one against the spread this year. Um, it's not Georgia. great. Georgia. That's actually a really good question because it's probably pretty close to considering that. There's this pro- It's it's kind of skewed though. Seven and six. I want to know what the average favorite like spread was. Of obviously, I don't expect oh, right. you to yeah, because they were but... like fucking twenty six point favorites against Mizzou. So it's like, yeah, I, I'm sure Ohio State was big was heavy favorites against some teams, but probably not nearly as much as Georgia was. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I do think Alabama was was snubbed a little bit. Yes, they had two losses, but we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it last week or not, but both their losses were by a total of four points on the road yep. to at the time top ten ranked opponents. So not bad at all. Uh, for as bad as what they seemed this year, they were two scores away from being undefeated. Literally, yeah, undefeated and <laughs> the maybe the one seed. Well, yeah. depending on what the Georgia Bama SEC championship outcome would have been. Tennessee, Clemson, neither of them belong. I think Utah's a better team than both of them. Yep. Which Utah jumped up to eight. Congratulations Especially, to them. Can't really put uh Tennessee in. I mean, it shouldn't matter about player injuries, but because we know media and all that plays such a big factor, I don't think you could have put Tennessee in. Uh, the fact that anyway. the fact that they had like even like a stake in the game for the selection show on Sunday, I'm just like mm-hmm. they don't even yeah. stand a chance. Like if they had, if maybe if they were eleven and one, yeah. The fact they're ten and two is like no, not even close. And uh, while I know we keep kind of going off on tangents a little bit, but while we're on the topic about like Tennessee and Clemson, do you see that uh, DJ and I'm I always butcher his last name, Ugalala, <laughs> uh, <laughs> enter the transfer portal. You go, yeah, yeah. Now you you fucked me up because I know how to pronounce it, but now I can't. <laughs> I'm just, just going to call him Ugalala because it sounds good. So. Yeah, he he is entering the transfer portal. I pray to God that Mizzou doesn't try to go after him. Him or fucking JT Daniels, fucking old man winter no. out there, fucking <laughs> going to his fourth team in six years. I keep getting yeah, or I keep getting older. They say the same age. All right, um, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, man, I'm trying. I'm drawing a blank on how to say his name. I'm not even gonna try to That's fucking okay. butcher it. But either way, uh. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. 
With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Club, Club Nick, the guy that has been backing him up all season. Stupid. Um, they're in the playoff if Dabo plays him all year long. Yeah. So now he's transferring. JT Daniels transfer. There's some good QBs in the transfer portal. There are. Uh, Drew Pine is transferring the quarterback to Notre Dame. I know he's not incredible, but he is yep. solid. Yep. Um, there's a there's a few others. There was somebody else I saw that was a big name that was entering in the transfer yeah. portal. Well, right now it's so hard to keep track of. I mean, we we talked a lot about the transfer portal last week, so we won't touch on it too much and like you know the ins and outs of it, but there are already over a thousand players in the transfer portal this year. Um, and Devin were, Leary from NC state. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I know well, some of you don't care, but I know uh, drink recruited him there mm-hmm. when he was at NC state. So that could be a big one for Mizzou. Um, oh, Spencer Sanders, Oklahoma yep. state. Yeah. That'd be a huge one to get. Cause he is actually really good. Any yep. team that There's lands a, him is going to be a solid contender if they're a decent team. Yep. And I know you're not all Mizzou fans that listen to this, but Mizzou did flip a safety, top safety recruit as well um, to them just literally two days ago. So that's, I mean, transfer portal is wild. It is every year for the it's past three years. going to be it's, nuts. And there's a ton of Bama kids transferring. So many. A ton of, I, I bet they're pissed because they were like, we fucking came here to make the playoff and we didn't go. So like, yeah. why are we going to stay here if this is kind of the direction? And I don't know what they're going to be uh, without Bryce Young, because like, yeah, whenever I mean, who was there? Who was there before Bryce Young? It wasn't Mac Jones, was it? It was. It was Mac was it Jones, Jones? And then it was Jalen Hurts, and then Tua. So, yeah. whenever Mac Jones was there, we you saw a little bit of Bryce Young. Like they brought him in whenever they were blowing people out. I haven't heard. I don't know who's behind Bryce Young. Like who the freaking next guy up is so well and i think a lot of people forget but before this recent string of quarterbacks bama never had great quarterback play they had good enough quarterback play hey, like you're they have Blake future Sims, battle hawk jake coker aj mccarron future battle hawk aj mccarron you watch your <laughs> he mouth. was probably the best out of that bunch though pre tua like pre tua when you had blake sims jake coker I can't even name some of them because like, and granted those teams were still great, but their quarterbacks were above average is what I will put it is what I will say with that. And it shows because none of them did anything in the NFL. And then suddenly out of nowhere, they ran into guys like Tua, Jalen hurts, Mac Jones, Bryce Young's probably going to have a, a good run at the NFL. Um, so it's like, will they continue that stretch or will they kind of go back to what they used to be of guys who, are good in that offense and in the SEC, but they don't really do much after that. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I know that they, I know that the people coming up aren't like ultra hyped up on, so that might be why people are transferring away. They're like, "Hey, we don't know how good I'll be." Able to. I know, I know the the dynasty, the dynasty. Is slowly coming to an end. I mean, fucking Nick Saban's old. I was gonna say he's he's got to be coming to an end at least within the next five years, right? Like I could be wrong. I said that you same know thing how about old Brady, Nick Saban is. He's got to be in his seventies, right? 
Nick Saban is or maybe he's not that old. Seventy-one, yeah. So seventy-one years old, exactly. Bro. And and you can't. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, he does look pretty damn good for seventy-one. Oh, he definitely does. To be on the sideline like that, and the amount of stress that goes into a job and a program like Alabama, like can't also can't go dude, much past seventy-five. I mean, right? you can step away whenever you want. The dude's right. like his fucking grandchildren's grandchildren will be set for life. Yeah. Like with the amount of money they have, uh, he'll go down as the greatest, probably the greatest head coach yeah. in college football history. I would imagine over at, Bear Bryant. At this, at this moment in time, I would say yes. Like uh, somebody might come along down the road and take his place, but it, it's going to take a long time it's, for that to happen. Yeah, I don't know who that's going to be. Um, I really don't. But Bama might have got robbed. I think they did. Those were my arguments against TCU. Like I said, they, I, they just left a sour taste in my mouth. I don't know what I want to do for the college football playoff. I don't, want, I don't know if I want to root for them or cheer against them extra heavy just because because like a a fu- big old fuck you to them. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know. So we'll see come that time, but it will be fun. If you are wondering about bowl games, we will cover all of those on next. Not all of them. Maybe we might touch. Maybe on, all of them. We might we'll touch see. on most of them. Uh, <clears throat> we will definitely or likely give picks on every single one of them because we put our picks on on the day of on the on our Twitter account. But we'll talk about them all next week. Uh, there's yep. some good ones. There's some really tough ones to pick too. All the spreads just came out today, so yep. that'll be fun. Um, moving on. I got enough to drink for now. Moving on. We've got. Uh, the Baker Mayfield situation. He was so. First of all, he, apparently he requested to be released from the Panthers. Okay. Don't blame him. So it's not yep. like oh, like this hurts his his legacy. Uh, but he got he was requ- he requested to be released. I think that was a good move. Obviously, it didn't work out for either party involved. He didn't right. play great, but you're not going to play great when you have the talent that the Carolina Panthers have around you. Uh, this season, he got picked up by the Los Angeles Rams today, which I think would be a great fit if they had Cooper Cup. I mean, for the rest of this year, yeah, it kind of sucks. Does he, um, is he going to be back at all? Uh, my guess is no. I mean, they're what? They're three and nine. They have no reason to compete for anything. I don't think they want to risk him coming back. And that's what I've heard, at least, is that they're probably not going to rush him back because there's no reason to like they mathematically do not have a chance at the playoffs um, unless something crazy happens. And they actually might be mathematically eliminated by at this point. I do not know for sure, but um, so I don't think they want to rush him back. Same thing with Stafford. I think that's why they went and got Baker's because Stafford's they're shutting him down for the year for sure. So his cups timeline uh, was five to six weeks. Five weeks will be on December 21st. Six weeks will be yeah. on December 28th. Uh, so he might be available for the last two, but again, I don't know if they'll rush him back, which that kind of, I mean, that sucks for Baker. Like the thing that sucks too, right? Like I'm a Baker guy. I want him to succeed wherever he goes. I have a Baker Browns jersey. Um, if he goes and he plays for LA and he starts for LA and they do bad, people are going to shit on him more. Like they weren't already fucking three and nine. Right. Yep. Nope. I, 
So I think the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about before he got picked up by the mm. Rams. I'm going to interrupt you real quick before, before I forget. They have the worst start from a reigning Super Bowl champion in NFL history. Yeah, they're they're horrible. I mean, that is that is no way stat. That is like actually stat that I heard on the broadcast last week. There are there is no way around <laughs> it. They are bad. Um, no, what I was going to say. So I wanted to come into this episode, um, talking about best fit for Baker, and then best, um, or I guess the team that could use him the most because I think those could be two different answers. Obviously, he got picked up by the Rams, but I think we could still talk about that because he's an unrestricted free agent after this season. So there's going to be some opportunity for him to go to a team that, one, he could be successful with, and two, could really use him. And they, um, the Rams won't keep him because no. if they don't if they don't resign him, they get a uh, compensatory. Yeah. Com- Com- compensatory compensatory comp- yeah something like that <laughs> we've been drinking a lot they, they um, get they get a comp pick <laughs> yes there you go um and also i don't think they can give up on stafford yet i i it's it sucks to say but i don't think they can i think they're gonna try to do one more year with stafford I mean, one on the super bowl exactly and and if it doesn't pan out then i think they'll move on so baker's an unrestricted free agent next year i know we didn't really prep there's for a this, team that use that off the top of it. your head where do you think Baker would fit best at? So not team that could use him. Where do you think he fits best at? Hmm. I'm trying to think of teams that right, won't that have a QB. top pick that will take a QB. But where he fits best. Do you have a team in mind? I do. And it doesn't. it's a team that doesn't make a ton of sense. People are going to be like, we're not going to do this. I have one. But Go ahead. I just like where I like the fit. And it's San Francisco. And people are going to be like, they got Trey Lance. They're not going to have Jimmy next year. I'll tell you that much. And they're not going to give up on Trey Lance. But Baker would probably be cheap at this point. I can't imagine that he signs a like a huge contract by any means. You could bring a guy in who has experience, who's brought a team from the depths of the fucking grave to a playoff um, d- in the Browns. I don't hate that, but I also don't want him to have to go to a team where he gets bailed out, where he has to get bailed out by his defense. Yeah. I think that happens a lot. That, I mean, that's them this year already with who they have currently. I will say too, I I don't know if Christian McCaffrey wants to play with Baker again. Um, Not that he has any say, but I just don't, I don't think he does. And so I could see him there being, there being a lot of reasons why he wouldn't go there. I Um, just what uh, came to mind though. A, team that came to my mind because they're not going to have a draft the draft pick to take a quarterback new orleans saints yeah the big one they have wide receiver threats they have running back threats solid i mean i think that he he would fit in well there yeah and i i love Jameis, but obviously like as much as we can love the guy he just didn't pan out, and now you got Andy Dalton throwing the ball around down there, and he's not going to be your starter next year. At least I would hope not from a Saints perspective. No. Um, so, yeah, that's a good one. Another one that could be good is the New York Jets. They have a lot of young talent up there. They do not have a quarterback right now that they are willing to trust and or ride with. That's a good spot for them, too. But The Washington Commanders. The Commanders, I, I can't imagine they stick with Heineke next year as good as he's been this year, or good, you know what I mean, as successful as he's been. The role that he 
was placed in, he has done a good job. He has fulfilled exactly. his yeah his duties of what he was supposed to do. Yeah, maybe exceeded them a little bit, but that's what he was supposed to do. So I mean, there's three there's three teams right there at least that that are good fits for him. He goes somewhere. I mean, I don't think that he is worse than 32 quarterbacks in the league. No. Absolutely not. In the same way that I still, in the depths of my heart, believe that Drew Locke is not worse than 32 quarterbacks in the league. Um, nope. You just got to get your shot. You got to get your chance wherever you can go. Yep. It just sucks that Geno Smith has played the way he has. Yeah. And then one team that I think needs, like that needs Baker Mayfield, this is where I kind of differed. It's the only one that I could really think of. It's the Houston Texans. I don't think it's a good situation for him, but it's a team that can use him. Yeah. Because they are lost at QB right I'm now. I'm surprised they didn't. Yeah, like, yeah, they try. had the first I mean, waiver. They had I know, the first waiver. I know they. I mean, they benched Davis Mills. They put in Kyle Allen. Look, that's worked out for them. They just want the number one pick at this point. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I know we're talking about him not being bad, but like, I don't think he's gonna with the team that they have. He's not gonna win you enough games to get you out of the first round through the yeah, first fair. pick. And then instead of doing what they did, I mean, I know Davis Mills wasn't supposed to be the next guy up, but instead of doing what they did with him. They could have had their rookie QB sit behind Baker Mayfield for a year. Not and you that. bring in Baker for what? What is it? Four games left in a season. And he learns the system a little bit. So he's got some whatever underneath him. You sign him to a one year deal, prove yourself year. You draft a quarterback and then you can either hold a competition or you, again, he could sit under Baker and then you either rid of Baker next year and you bring in that guy or that other guy wins the competition and Baker's back to square one again. But yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then again, neither does uh, anything the Houston Texans <laughs> uh, accomplish. Bringing in Lovey was their first mistake. Exactly. Kind of somebody yeah, who watched I mean, Illinois football for two years. I was going to say, we talked about that at the beginning of the year, that how bad they were going to be because you had mentioned that. Um, outside of that, like people are talking about Baker Bash and Baker. Oh, like one of the like there was I saw a thing on Twitter, and I'm not gonna mention the account, but included him in like one of the top busts of the first round of all time. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That's tough, man. Jamarcus Russell's up He's there. Not, him up there with Jamarcus Russell. He had a winning season, yeah, with the Browns, took him to the playoffs. Yep. Like I know that wasn't all on him, but he uh, in 2019, he had a fucking phenomenal year. Oh, and think of who his fucking receivers were that year. Like, he did not have, I mean, he had Jarvis Landry, he had Odell, but Odell, who did he have Odell hated, in 19? Huh? Should have. Did he have Odell yeah. in 19? But also, though, like, that wasn't Odell, Odell. Like, I don't care what people say, Odell no. hated being there. So he, like, and he also was injured. Jarvis Landry was injured half the time. Like, it just, he never really had a complete. Like, here's my guys, trustworthy every single weekend, week out. I got good chemistry with them. He never had good chemistry with Odell. So, no, I don't know. He had Chunt, and that's it. Yeah. That's literally yeah. just about it, because I don't even know who else they would have had. Austin Hooper for a couple of years. That's, you know, da- David Njoku, was he? I'm sorry, is he a Bengals, former Bengals player or former Browns player? He's former I- Browns. I was like, I always get those because they're the same. He was hurt all the time, though. Like they just could <laughs> that whole team yeah. could not stay healthy. So I mean, yep. you get 
six different wide receivers constantly fluctuating in the wide receiver room, three different tight ends coming in and out, fucking new head coach, offensive coordinator, like getting switched around on you. Get the fuck out of here with that. I'll be it. I'm not going to say Baker Mayfield is like a top awesome quarterback, but he he deserves a spot in the NFL somewhere. I yeah. will say that. And while we're on the topic of quarterbacks who aren't great but deserve a spot on a starting roster, um, every fucking Denver Broncos fan that was at a Drew Lockbacker owes all of us an apology Dude, for the I tweeted that fucking team that they have out there right now because of Russell Wilson. I remember people on Broncos Twitter bashing Drew Lock last year. Yeah. And it's like maybe, maybe, just maybe. It's the organization's fault. Yeah, and and maybe just maybe they weren't just one piece away from a championship in that piece. Yeah. Being well, everyone thought they and were. Just maybe, just maybe. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Everyone <laughs> thought they were. I mean, their defense is is solid, but the entire yeah. offense is ass. It's horrendous. It's just hard to watch. So, yeah, all you guys can fuck off. Um, outside of that, Ethan wanted to talk a little bit about. Um, some of yeah. the MLB free agents that were recently signed. So you know that you take the reins on this one. I'm going to step 10 feet behind you and make a drink. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit because free agency is officially underway in the MLB and it has recently been uh, pretty hot. And so I think we can all talk about the biggest one first, and that is Trey Turner to the Phillies. Um, that's kind of one of the ones I wanted to touch on the most anyways. Because I, you know, at first I was like, oh my God, fucking horrendous deal. Like that is horrible. Why would 11 years, 300 million. And I'm still, I'm still there in terms of like the contract. And I, I don't have the details on the contract. I haven't looked enough into it to know if it's front loaded, back loaded, what type of deferred money there is there. Um, But you got a guy who's going to be 30 next season. um, And Trey Turner is a great player. And so, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I looked at it this way. It is great for the Phillies in the short term. And I'm not going to argue that the Phillies are going to be very good next year. Barring something crazy happening, the Phillies are going to be a really, really good team. They're going to they're gonna remind me of what the Mets were last year with, you know, coming in and everybody's like, oh, my God, Mets are World Series favorites. They still ended up being very, very good in the regular season, didn't really perform at the end of the year like people thought they would. Um, but the Phillies are going to be right there in that boat. You got Trey Turner, you got Bryce Harper, you've got Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler. Um, 
a bu- bunch of young guys coming in like Alec Bohm, um, Bryson Stott. You've got JT Real Muto. It's just it's going to be a really good roster. I'm getting sidetracked though. Moral of the story is that while they're going to be really good in the short term, that contract with Trey Turner five six years down the road is going to hurt. And I think, um, and I'm sure Travis, Travis can jump in too. And for those of you who listen who are Cardinals fans, we I think we have a different perspective on how we like to see signings go. Like as Cardinals fans, we want to contend year in and year out. And so when we see a contract and we're like, oh, my God, like this person's going to be 41 at the end of the contract. I don't want to see this person being paid almost 30 million dollars when they're 40 years old and can't perform, especially a guy like Trey Turner, who relies so heavily on a speed. How fast is he really going to be at 35, 36? And so I don't like to see contracts like that. And so from my perspective, I'm like, that's awful. Now, if you're a Phillies fan, and you're like, no, we want to win now. We'll do whatever it takes to get there. Sure, that's totally fine. I just don't – I can't agree with it. I can't agree with that. Like, look at how – like, all the win-now scenarios, right? Like, what are you going to get out of it? Like, a World Series, maybe. Which, granted, yeah, I mean, World Series is fun. It's worth it. But then again, outside of the one World Series that you might win, you'll have like three successful years where you're competing for those world series. And then 10 to 12 years of rebuild of where you're just like not making the playoffs, not doing anything. Look at the Cubs. Yeah. Well, and let's talk about that too. Well, we can stick on the Phillies, right? Phillies also just signed Taiwan Walker to a four year, $72 million deal. I mean, they you are, are throwing bank. so much money at three, four players. Down, I mean, you're gonna have to pay Bryce Harper for I don't even remember what the how long the contract it's got to be at least another nine years because I think they signed him to a 12 year deal. Um, I my memory does not serve correctly, it'll be fine, but I know that it was a long one. Um, you signed Trey Turner to 11 years now. Taiwan Walker's deal is not very long, yes, but it's Bryce still Harper, a lot of money. Bryce Harper's was 13, it goes till 2031. Yeah, so there you go, 13 years. I um don't know how much money they have tied up in Kyle Schwarber probably not a lot and it's probably not very long but it's just like it's you've got a lot of money out there and a lot of it's gonna last you a good amount of years so they're gonna you're gonna be hurting they're gonna be what the san francisco giants have been the last couple years that fucking old team that can win a game but come august september they're gonna be toast because they're old as fuck yeah i i it's just it's crazy now we can switch pages a little bit. I've went on my rant about Trey Turner. Um, I do really love the player. I wish the Cardinals could have grabbed him, but I'm glad they didn't for that money. If I'd have seen that money coming at it for the Cardinals perspective, then like that was a horrible signing. I hate this because then we wouldn't have done anything else. And the, um, I know you mentioned like uh, going out and getting a player and like in the win now mode and how us as St. Louis fans are always like, oh, like, why don't we ever get a big player? By the same time, it's like we're never in win now. We're always in compete every single year. And as cocky as it is to say, it's like we always are competing because we always have good players. We don't have two to three great players and everyone else is average to below average. Yeah, I will say, too, like we I think we as Cardinals fans get a little uh, greedy sometimes. But like we I mean, we've gotten Arenado Goldschmidt like we brought in um, Matt Holiday back in 09. And so we've made some moves. But yes, we don't make like. I don't feel like the Cardinals ever make the big offseason splashes that we see some of these bigger market teams make. Um, 
And I'm okay with that if it means that we can stay competitive and at least have a good product on the field year in and year out. I know, I get that it doesn't always result in the World Series, but I would rather watch a 90-plus win team every single year than win a World Series and then for the next 10 years win 60 games. Like That's, that's just kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah. We'll, win a, we'll win a World Series eventually. We do it all the time. Hey, um, <laughs> I would rather take – what is it? What would it be? It would be uh, – no, it wouldn't be quantity over quality. I mean, like I would rather take being there. It's quality every, over quantity. Yeah, like being there in the playoffs 80 to 90% of the time than winning a World Series once and being in the playoffs 15% of the time. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there you have it with that. I, I've got a couple more just to mention. Obviously, Rangers signed Jacob deGrom. I think that's really good for the organization. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy? You know, like dude's a God when he's on the mound and that's like undeniable, but he's on the mound at least for the past couple of years, about 20% of the season. And so if he's healthy, awesome. That's great. You know, you've got yourself a really good pitcher behind some bats that you signed last year, similar situation to the Phillies. You've got a lot of money tied up in three players. They signed Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon and Jacob DeGrom to very very large deals and then i don't know what they're going to do with the rest of their roster so good luck they're fucked because i don't even think two of those guys are worth that much yeah exactly like Corey seager picked it up very much in the second half last year marcus Simeon, after having the season he had with the blue jays was i don't want to say non-existent but damn near non-existent last year and it showed because the rangers we i thought the rangers were going to be competitive last year and they really weren't they were they were a slightly below average team. Facts. Um, yeah. And then just a couple more. Um, don't even really want to talk too much about him. Mets got Justin Verlander. It's weird that they signed him to, I think it was a two year deal and he's going to be 40, but Hey, he's, you want to Cy young. So can't really say a whole lot about that. Um, and then Clayton Kershaw resigned with the Dodgers. Thought he was going to retire. Completely thought he was going to retire. Good for him for resigning. Hope he has another good season. One of the I best pitchers of all time. Of, of yeah, I was going to say of our of, <laughs> probably the best pitcher of our generation. Yeah, and I think that he's going to hang it up after this year. Um, but I hope he has a good season. I really do. And I I rooted against Kershaw for years because of the, all the playoffs against the like, Cardinals. But the dude yeah, just been too. a class act, like, and I hate the Dodgers. My dad, my dad, me and Jared's father hate like. Doesn't watch MLB a whole lot anymore. Hates the Dodgers. Hates everything they're about. But Clayton Kershaw is a player. He's like, he's amazing. And he oh, has almost respect greatness. I almost forgot about this one. We talked about the Dodgers. The Cubs signed Cody Bellinger to a one year. Oh, yeah, we were just talking about deal. this. Yeah, what a great deal they signed. I and I know nowadays seventeen million is not a ton of money in the MLB, but the dude for the past two seasons has batted like one eighty. I like I don't care who he's been working out with in the offseason. I don't care what he's been doing. That's not a that's not a good signing to me. If if they signed him for like ten million dollars, that'd have been a great signing to me. But the 17? ceiling, the ceiling is not that high, and the floor is incredibly low. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I I don't know, man. I just like lefties in Wrigley. I also I mean I. I don't have any stats to back this up, but I feel like lefties and Wrigley just don't. They love lefties as well too. Yeah, they do. They really do. And so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally talking out of my ass with that, but 
I don't know. I just don't like that signing either. Um, just a weird one. There's been a lot of signings today. A lot of them are smaller. So I encourage you all to go check that out. Like Josh Bell went to the Orioles. That was a weird one for no, me. Good for no, no. Uh, Guardians. Guardians. Sorry. Guardians. Yep. You're right. Andrew Heaney, I think, went to the Orioles, if I yeah. look at that correctly. Um, There's a lot of small things that you don't really realize until the MLB season starts. And you're like, well, I didn't know. No. That, I didn't know that he went there. Andrew Heaney also went to the Rangers. Who went to the Orioles? I know the Orioles signed somebody today. Now I got to go fucking look it up. Um, they I feel like I should know this. Kyle Gibson. They signed Kyle yeah. Gibson. Who's yeah. old as fuck. Yeah. So I don't know. Either way, lots of movement in the MLB. I think we're going to continue to see a lot of movement this offseason. It's going to be, I think, one of the bigger or at least more like a lot of moves in the off season that we've seen in the MLB in the Cardinals years. are getting Wilson Contreras. The Cardinals are going to get a catcher, no matter what. I don't know who it's exactly. Or I think they're front runners for one of those two. Yes. I think they're probably out on Danny Jansen and I'm okay with that. He was really good last year, but I'm okay with not having him. Um, and then I think they're in the shortstop market. I think they'll pull Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, or their favorites to get Dansby Swanson, which I don't hate. But he's really just had like one outlier season and then a bunch of okay seasons. Imagine. So, I don't know. Imagine. So we can talk about this since we are St. Louis based podcasts or semi, uh, not based location wise. <laughs> uh, Arenado, Bogarts, Goldschmidt, Wilson Contreras. Yeah, and then you could you could throw three different people at second base if you want to. You literally uh, what my what I would do with the Gorman lineup, Edmund Donovan. <laughs> what I would do with the lineup if you had those guys because you would have signed both of them in free agency, so you didn't move anybody in terms of trades, and then you could trade for a pitcher maybe. But my my lineup would go Newt Bar at the leadoff because he looked he batted like over three twenty in the second half of the season last year. Like I don't know how you don't put him there at least to start. Yeah, and then you go Bogarts. Goldschmidt, Arenado, Contreras, Edmund. And I mean, that lineup just looks that is so dumb. That's <laughs> so, dumb, bro. And then you got Jordan Walker just creeping his way in there. He might be a stud. So, like, you know, you never want to say a prospect is for sure going to be that guy, but he looks like that guy. And he's going to have to turn him into an outfielder. We don't have room. They already did. They, they I did? started him in the outfield second half of the season last Good. year. Yep. So, Albert Pools can play outfield, anyone can. And then you just, it's, it's, I mean, I'm throwing a lot of what, what ifs out there for you Cardinals fans that listen, but just imagine that Ty, Tyler O'Neill turns to his 2021 form. He obviously was hurt a lot of last year. I think we get, we can get some pitching help for him. I do too. I, I would not be upset if we traded him. Um, I want to give Gorman another year to see what he's got before we decide to trade him. Um, I love Dylan Carlson, but I feel like we gave him his other year. Like, if we traded him, I wouldn't be as upset as I would have been last year. Um, but I do still like Dylan Carlson a lot. He's only 24. So okay. if you're going to trade anyone, you can trade Tyler O'Neill. He's got a big name around the NFL or around the MLB. <laughs> yeah. We talk about the NFL a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we have a big name. He has a big name around the MLB. We could yeah. get, you could get some good, some good value for him either way. Um, yeah. Good MLB talk. We only do that about four times a year, so I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll see you in spring. <laughs> moving on. Um, we're fuck doing it. We'll do it live. Fuck it, write it, write it live. Uh, we're going to do a start bench cut. Uh, these are all active players. These are all solid players that 
you won on your team, more than likely, unless you even went a different route. But what you got there? Another beer? Sorry, I had to grab another beer. All um, right. Yeah. All right. So I'm going first. You ready? QB room. QB room. Okay. Justin Herbert. Tua Tungavailoa. Trevor Lawrence. This one's tough. I was thinking about this on the way home. You made this almost too easy for me, though, because I don't like Trevor Lawrence. I like Trevor Lawrence as a like as a human and Ooh, as a as a player. In this college. isn't potential. This isn't what they've done in the past. This is right now. Right now, yeah. Who yeah. would you rather have? Yeah, I. The the two of them are very hard. I'm still cutting Trevor. Um, mm. but start bench this is where it's really hard for me because i do like Tua a lot more this year you asked me this question last year it's herbert to uh asked Trevor me the question last week after i <laughs> just saw what Tua did yeah exactly and i think that's what makes it a little tougher because not that we can base it off one week <laughs> right but the trajectory this season has been like Tua has been that guy justin herbert has been picking it up lately um, I guess you could consider that you could say that, but not really. And I, and I know that Herbert's been missing pieces too, right? Like Mike Williams. He has, but man, it's out. been rough. But I mean, that's tough. I I don't think you're gonna love this answer, but I still gotta. I think I still gotta start Justin Herbert. I bench Tua. And we, I are, we are we are flip flopped. <laughs> uh, really? Right now, I'd start Tua. I'd bench T Law. I'd cut Justin Herbert. The way I I have him on my fantasy team, I know that's not the sole like what we're basing him on, but they have just failed to move the ball. He checks down every, I wouldn't even say more than every other play to Austin Eckler. I mean, when Austin Eckler is getting 10 plus targets a game, that's a problem. I know that some of that might be play calling, but a lot of that, like he's just like chipping or chipping a block and then bouncing out. And he just, Oh, you're open. Check it down three yards. Yeah. He's looked bad. So that's what I would do right now. That's that's but, okay. Fair. I want to. I want to give you that. All right. I just. I'm still. I'm still a Justin Herbert believer. I got a lot of his. Hey, I like. I said. I love. Last year, before two was a thing, I love Justin Herbert. I wanted Justin Herbert jersey. Had him on my fantasy team this year. He's been a letdown. So, and I've always been a T Law guy. Always, even at Clemson, and I hate Clemson. Yeah, that's fair. All right, I've got a little bit of a different start for your start bench cut. It's fair. It is. Wide receiver rookie room. Okay. Okay. So I got three for you. Let's hear Garrett him. Wilson, Chris Olave, Christian Watson. I knew you were going to fucking throw Christian <laughs> Watson at me. Um, Start Garrett Wilson. Bench Christian Watson, cut Chris Olave. I think that's the only, the only way that you can go. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Wilson's dynamic. He's he's solidified himself as one of the better rookie wide receivers this year. I'll get to Chris Olave in a second. Christian Watson, on the other hand, I I hated the draft pick. Still don't think he's great, but and he's not an every down wide receiver. He is he's a guy that literally is. He, I mean, he's going to score touchdowns because he's so fucking big. He can assert himself. He's big. He can get up over those short corners. I like that. He's good for for like boomer bust plays. Like yep. He is the trying to compare him to a player like the Mike Williams. It's kind of what he what he reminds me of. Like he's good for three to four catches a game. 
90 yards on a touchdown. Like, that's just what it is. Like, he, but if he doesn't catch anything, he's going to have like 12 yards. Yeah. Chris Olave, uh, he drops passes. He is a smaller guy that he can get open, but sometimes he has a problem. So I, so I think that, and this is me being an unbiased. Also, fuck him for last night. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think that this is me being an unbiased Packers fan, not biased. And that those last two guys are probably more of a product of who their quarterbacks are this year. Um, But Garrett Wilson's had a much better year with shitty quarterbacks. Oh, that's, that's why I didn't include him. Yeah. He's, he's on his own. I think he's on his own level. I put them in there to see if you had a different opinion, but Garrett Wilson was always going to be a star for me too. And Christian Watson. I mean, he's leading. Now, if you'd asked me four weeks ago, Christian Watson wouldn't have even been on this list. No came out of nowhere and was like, surprise. I score touchdowns all the time. Um, Yeah. I, to me, um, Christian Watson as a Packers fan is Marcos Valdez Scantling with touchdown upside. That's that's kind of what he is. You know what you you know what opened him up though, which could be a blessing and a curse. Romeo Dubs getting hurt. Yeah, no, I agree. Because ever he since he went down, time. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. The injury to Christian Watson at the beginning of the year hurt his stock. I think that they were hesitant to put him on the field a little bit more because of that. And if you remember early in the year, he dropped a lot of passes. He still drops passes here and there. And so they were like, eh. And Romeo they, Dubs was They didn't great. have – like he's the only lengthy wide receiver they have. Lazard's yeah. not tall. Cobb's tiny. Dubs yeah. is tiny. Like That's yeah. it. I mean, you've got – you really don't have any. Yeah, exactly. You really don't have anybody else on that team to catch passes. I mean, you got Robert He's Tunney. Fast, so it helps. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I know I'm in the exact same order with that. So can't cool. really argue with anything. I don't know enough about Chris Olave outside of what I've seen in the NFL to know that he would be last on my list. So, all right, we're going RB, RB room. Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor. Wow, that's crazy. I'm going to have to change one of mine because I had the same three guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be expected, right? There's only so much you can do. Um, God. You could do right I'm back. still, I'm still this year, man, I'm still starting Nick Chubb because oh. I don't know what, I don't know what it is about that guy. I think he's the best no running love. back in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, no, no love, at least not as much love as he deserves and as consistently a, four yards per carry plus guy year in and year out. I don't care what his offensive line looks like. The dude gets the job done. 
Um, and he's been and getting a lot of touchdowns. Knock on wood. Dude is a healthy as a motherfucking yeah. horse. It's crazy. It's crazy. And you can't say the same for the other two guys. Um, upside, and I'm I know that we're basing this off of like right now, but I think upside counts. I'm benching Jonathan Taylor and I'm gonna cut Derrick Henry. Yeah, because his upside is dwindling and Jonathan Taylor's is not. So the uh and again might be knee-jerk reaction. Derrick Henry, and I was thinking about this too on the way home because I was like making these up, thinking what I would do. I'd do the same thing you did, by the way. Derrick Henry, yes, he has power back. Yes, he can break tackles. He he it gets fast. Emphasis on the, the gets part. If he gets hit around the line of scrimmage, he's done. Once he gets four yards, gets hit. He could be drugged down for another couple of yards. But if he doesn't get past that line of scrimmage, he's useless. His yeah. elusiveness is not great. Yeah. And it's I guess it's pretty hard to be elusive when you're that big, but like he, he just doesn't have it, that explosiveness he's, been, he's had the past couple of years to I mean shit. The last couple of weeks have been rough for him. I know they're kind of the Titans are kind of going through a dry spell, but he has not been good down this back no. end of the season for them. Like he's averaging under three yards of carry on like two of the last three weeks. All right, I'm going QB room as well. Um, okay, I'm going to preface this in your brain that it, this is just this year and this year alone. That's kind of what you we're went, going on. Yep, slash, you, slash longevity. Yeah. Well. Okay, we'll hear it. You see where we'll I'm going it. with this. <laughs> okay. You went young guys. <laughs> um, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I am <laughs> off the bat, off the rip, cutting Matt Ryan. That's fair. Off the rip, cutting them. Um, I think I'm going to have to start Tom Brady and bench Aaron Rodgers. Oh, sole reason because uh, Tom Brady has the ability to win games late, and we've seen that a lot this year. And I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers doesn't necessarily like main reason because we haven't really seen him in that situation. Uh, this year, but I've seen Tom Brady at least th- two, maybe more times this year, have a, the game winning drive. I mean, he did it last night. Yeah, he did it a few weeks ago. Um, he's just he's just looked sharper, and he's more healthy. Yeah, I I actually I had that exact list too. Um, and the biggest reason for me was that as well. It's like Tom Brady still even at forty five is never out of a game. Like it was sixteen to three. I was like, "This game's fucking over." Like, there's no reason to even turn this game on. And then suddenly they won the game seventeen to sixteen. And it's, and I I was gonna argue too that like Tom Brady's leadership also puts him above Aaron Rodgers. But Tom Brady's kind of slipped up a little bit too this year with his paper tantrums on the sideline. But he has. I mean, <laughs> great. I know he's going through probably a little bit more than Aaron Rodgers going through. Yeah. Well, that's but, what I was gonna say too. Is you know Tom Brady's been, at least doing it on the sideline. Aaron Rodgers is doing it on the field. And Aaron, so. Ro- I mean, Aaron Rodgers will go down as one of the greats regardless. But I think, uh, as far as just like heart, yeah. I mean, Tom Brady is just like another next level. Yeah, like he Pop cares so much. He cares. So Pop much. quiz question: yes. Aaron Rodgers on the Packers next year or no? Is his contract up? No, he's got three years left on it. <laughs> That's mm, yeah. It's a tough question because 
I don't think he has the heart to. I just talked about heart that Tom Brady has. I don't think he's going to come out and be like, I'm done. It's going to take the Packers benching him for him to retire. Or, or, or like a meeting, not necessarily like come out like, oh, he gets benched and then he retires. Them bringing him in and be like, hey, we're going to have to move on to the next step. Yeah. Maybe you should retire. And then he's yeah. going to step down. Yeah. I'm going to say, I would imagine this would be the underdog pick. I'm going to say no. I don't think he should. I don't, I don't, I don't think he should be the quarterback next year. I'll say that. I, am and it's i some packers fans might call me crazy and i think from what i've seen on packers twitter some might agree with me i am more than ready to see what jordan love has even if it's nothing even if he comes out and he looks awful i just want to see it I, because i've seen what aaron Rodgers can offer this year and it's just him throwing temper tantrums on the field um not finishing plays making not care. great passes he just doesn't care he does not care to be out there like I'm He's sure whatever part of like okay on. like yeah he wants to do good but if he doesn't do great it's not going to ruin him yeah so and I I don't know I just think that there's he a, definitely doesn't there. give a hundred and ten percent there's an opportunity there to you're not going to get as much value out of him as you would have last year coming off back to back MVPs but there's an opportunity to trade him somewhere he might want to go and at least get something out of him and then you see what Jordan Love has and if he's not good. You aren't good and you stack up and you find either a free agent signing or you draft somebody in the draft next year is what it is. Yep. Agreed. All right. One more piece. Here we go. We got wide receiver room. This is kind of tough. AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, Cooper cup. Okay. Preface this by saying, I know we're saying this year, but like him actually being healthy and playing. Yeah, no, for sure. I that that one is tough. That one's like yeah, very it's fucking very tough. tough. Holy! Um, <laughs> well, I cut. Cu- I had Cooper Cup on my fantasy team this year, and he looked amazing. But I Justin noticed. Jefferson has looked fucking unstoppable this year. The dude. I mean, the dude had seven catches for forty-five yards and a touchdown last week, and that was maybe his worst game of the year. And that's crazy to me. Um. As hard as it is for me to say, I have to cut AJ Brown, and I and I, I don't want I to. Agree. But I agree. I think you cut AJ Brown. Sorry, Lucas. Shout out, Lucas. Um, <laughs> actually, he probably doesn't care right yeah, now. He's probably fuck him. <laughs> actually, sorry, Jesse. Shout out, Jesse. Um, <laughs> fuck the Eagles. We have um, friends that are teams of every goddamn team in the NFL. For real. <laughs> um, I'm cutting AJ Brown. For pure volume and what he does week in and week out, I think I have to start Cooper Cup. Like I, I really do. The dude, like every week, it seems like his. Like if you're if you're going to talk from a betting perspective, I go in and look at his lines, and it's like his, over under ninety eight and a half yards. His route running, <laughs> and it's unreal. Is net yeah. is next level. I yeah. mean, I'm not going to say Justin Jefferson is replaceable, but Cooper Cup is not replaceable. Yeah, not not on that team, not in that offense. I agree. Same thing. Yep. Start cup, bench Jay Jettas. I have nothing else to offer for that. All right. Oh, let's hear your third one. I I didn't have a third one like fully drawn up, so I've been trying to think of it off the rip. Um, because you took the Chubb Henry Jonathan Taylor one. (laughs) Um, 
So I'm going to I'm going to do something a little obscure and I'm going to do tight ends and we're going to start bench cut tight ends, but I'm not going to pick your top tier one. I'm not going to I'm not (laughs) doing him, Mark Andrews or George Kittle. Okay. Um, I'm talking about some of these young up and comers. Okay. So and now I'm like off the top of my head trying to think of a third one because I had two in my brain right away. Let's just Google tight ends real quick. Um. So I'll give you my first two, and you can ponder on those. But start bench cut, Cole Komet on the Bears, who's been having a pretty decent year. Um, Jawan Johnson on the Saints, who's actually even having a really good year as well. And then I will give you my third one in two seconds while I Google some tight ends. (laughs) I already have an idea, I think, of what I want to do with these individuals. Individuals? Individuals. Um, and then I think my third one, if I'm not crazy. Oh yeah. I don't even know why I didn't throw him in here. Pat Fryermuth. Oh, okay. I am going to start Pat Fryermuth. Um, great. Why can I not think of where he came from? Who? Fryermuth? Yeah. Fryermuth. Was, it wasn't Iowa. I don't think so. It's probably because he's on a black and gold team right now. <laughs> um, he played for Penn State. <clears throat> okay. I think I'm going to start him. Uh, we've seen what he can do when just utilizing an offense. I think that's the big thing. Uh, it's just like seeing their potential, and he's reached that. So I'm definitely starting him. I'm going to bench Juwan Johnson because – Also Penn State. Really? Sorry, Penn State and Oregon. He went to both. So I'm going to bench him because I think he is a little bit – he's like the next level tier of athleticism of the guys you mentioned. I think he could be played in the slot. He's like kind of like a more slim guy that is a little bit quicker. So I'm going to bench him and I'm going to cut Cole Komet because he is just a big oaf and I don't really like him. (laughs) I I honestly didn't think that's the route you were going to go, but I honestly can't disagree. Cole Komet's – stats this year i think are a little bit um yeah who they have to throw the ball to left because exactly because they don't know how <laughs> anybody to throw the ball to and justin fields when he's you know running around in the backfield for 30 seconds Cole commits 13 yards downfield hey look at the big guy everyone else is seven yards that way look at me yeah and he's had a really good year don't get me wrong but i i don't think he's the best or I'm going even the second best out of proven season. in athleticism over yeah. Potential at a big oaf because <laughs> he's probably the biggest guy of them all. I know Frying Ruth might be close to his big, and and Juwan Johnson yeah. might be taller and have maybe, maybe way more because he is taller. But that's the route I'm going. Uh, it's fair. All right, threw a, threw a little tight end curveball at you. I like it. Uh, I was like, because I thought about throwing tight ends, and I'm like, I mean, shit would be too easy. <laughs> well, yeah, if you were like Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and George Kittle, <laughs> you would start bench cut in that order. In that order. In literally in that order. order. <laughs> All right. Anything else for this week that we want to throw in there? Um, I don't know. What's your favorite game this weekend? Football, NFL. NFL this yeah. weekend. Because there's really, I mean, Army Navy's this weekend, right? So. I mean, I'm sure I'll bet on it and I'll hate my life. <laughs> but uh 
This weekend favorite game. Because I, I think like, I've got one that I really like. I um, do. I do like my Dolphins against the Chargers. Yeah, and that's on Sunday night. That's a good game. Sunday night, that'll be a good one. Outside of that, Detroit is two and a half point favorites against the Lions. Which is crazy, right? <laughs> Five and seven Detroit favorites against 10 and two Minnesota. Somebody that make line, it make sense. But the thing is, it makes no sense. I'm probably going to bet on Detroit. <laughs> I'm not betting on that know. game at all. I'll bet on a prop on that game, but that's I'll bet on a Mon Ra. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably it. Only other game I really like this week because the rest of them just look awful. Thursday night game is going to be a fucking shit show. Raiders Rams. Like, I don't even know if I'll watch that game, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, that would be gross. Probably just play Xbox all night. Um, Browns Bengals. We got some ugly games this yeah. week. I like the Browns Bengals matchup. Everything else. I mean, Texans Cowboys. What do you like? Bengals? Fucking, I do like the Bengals, but I think it's going to be a really good game. I, I do. I think it's going to be a, a. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. This this line insinuates Deshaun Watson still is not himself. Yeah. If Deshaun Watson is himself on this Browns team, they're dangerous. You got to think what I don't remember what the exact. I know that the Browns put up thirty five on the Bengals the last time they played earlier this year, and they won. But. Even with Deshaun Watson, I think the Bengals, they've been playing a lot better. They've won, I think, four in a row. Like, I mean, everyone was shitting on him. The dude almost went two years without playing without a snap playing. Yeah. Yeah. in the NFL. So, like, yeah, he might be a much, but cut the, <laughs> cut the guy a break for a second, right? <laughs> the rest of these games, man, Ravens and Steelers, Ravens without Lamar. Like, Chiefs I was going to say Steelers is, is a gross. good pick. Bucks 49ers could be a good game, but that buck or that 49ers defense and the way the Bucks offense has looked under if it'll be close. Under for sure. Well, hang on, hang on. Well, you got Brock Purdy guess, throwing guess, the ball. Guess so. the under. 38 and a half. Fucking so close. 37 and a half. Damn it. I knew it was gonna be in the 30s. <laughs> I would not take uh, it under in the 30s. But no, I could Oh, here we go. Seahawks minus three and a half. I like that one. That that's a nice against the Panthers in Seattle, and who are they starting right now? Quarterback Sam Darnold, still Sam Darnold. Yeah, give me that all day. Exactly. Fucking Panthers. Panthers are quarterback killers, man. Because I actually liked Sam Darnold when he went to the Panthers. I was like, oh, fresh, fresh uh, environment. (laughs) I was like, he's gonna be good. Suck. They brought Cam Newton back. He sucks. Yeah, that was before you were on the podcast. Me and Jared talked so much shit about Sam Darnold. So we like the Seahawks this weekend. Uh, Ethan likes the Bengals. Granted, the, what we saw of the Browns last week, I would too. And the Dolphins. Not a lot of like vulnerable matchups. No, and I'm going to be honest. There's not a lot of games that I want to sit down and watch. I was going to say, kind of some shitty matchups this week. Sunday like, Night Football. Nothing, on the, noon, nothing on the noon slate. No. Might tell the wife, hey, let's go do something. <laughs> And that would be I I don't know if I'd ever have done that before on a Sunday night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Are the uh, Packers on by? They are. They are. Yep. So, so I ain't got shit to watch. And Carissa's out of town, so I'm just gonna be oh, go. sitting on my ass. Just kidding, wife. Yep. Not doing anything. Playing Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. That's what we'll be doing all day Sunday. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, shit. That was a good episode. We turned it into a longer one. Thought it was going to be 45 minutes. We have.
came in your guys' ears for a little bit longer than what I thought. So yeah, hope you liked it. You're welcome. We'll see you next week. Jerry will be back. Bowl season. Whatever else. We'll we'll draft something. We're going to do a draft of something of some sort. So we'll see you then. Peace. Peace. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.